Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flight, wait, this ain't even a flight. This is an out-of-home, in-house session. Let's go. You listen to the out-of-home podcast. You're listening to the out-of-home podcast. Are you locked into the out-of-home podcast? You're listening to the out-of-home podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Yo, fam, where you been? Kwame! Bro, where you been? Bro, you didn't announce it in the group, bro. What are you talking about? You said you're going <laughs> to be on air at 7 o'clock, Kwame, all jokes aside. Kwame, all jokes aside, yeah. you're, you're mocking it still. You are, bro. <laughs> bro, how am I mocking it? No, bro, bro. Kwame, 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 if you said, if you said that bro, Steph's going to be on the bro. show at 7, yeah? What time have we been on the show yeah. before to make sure that we get time to do what we need to do before the, the person comes on the show? Bro, yeah, you're mocking it. You're, you're mocking it. You're mocking it. Apparently, all we need is to talk about Kwame. So how am I knowing that you man are in the group? Fam, I said, I'm on at 6.30. Bro, I, was, I said bro, I'm on listen, at 6.30. Listen, I was, I was talking to my dad, but even even, 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 even before that, if you put it in the group, then how am I supposed to know? Kiki Kieran saying, I am in. That's it. That's what I've seen. But I said I'd be, I'll be what? on about 6.35, bro. What? Are you, are you mad, fam? Oh, I'm definitely not mad. And then Yaf oh, right said it's 8 p.m. our time, and then you said, no, it's 7 p.m. 6 p.m. her time. So, yeah. where have you been? Bro, if, 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 if worst comes been, to worst, we, we, we can do this after. No. No, let's get into it, man. Let's roll, let's roll, let's roll. No, Kwame's mocking it. Let's go. Can we just have a moment so everyone feels okay, right? Let's just let, let's set, let's make sure that everyone feels cool. Yeah, everyone good? I'm calm, bro. <laughs> I'm good. I, love, I love this game. Kwame, you're funny, bro. <laughs> bro. I'm definitely not funny, but we can go. Oh, no, uh, Kwame, bro, I can why feel it, man. Like, I can feel it, bro. I can feel your, yeah, your energy, what's wrong, bro. Bro, I'm, I'm straight. I'm an international podcaster. I'll turn it on. Don't worry. <laughs> bro, you know we're recording, so it don't matter, bro. Man said he's an international podcaster. I see you, baby. <laughs> I see you. Bro, you're already on, bro. You're already on. Bro, obviously <laughs> I'm going to be on the mic. Papi Chulo. I, I can't wait till us lot are back together so we can actually be in a room, man. Because this is all mad. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> We're pulling it off, though. People have yeah, been saying the chemistry's strong. Come on, man. You know what it is. <laughs> uh, we got 10 minutes, though. All right, look. Welcome to the Out of Home Podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners living in Amsterdam, capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. And over the next few weeks, we'll be catching up with some very, very dope people in our in-house sessions. And with me, as always, i got the mandem, the shout-out kings, Yaf and Kwame. Mr. Say It With Your Chest, Stephen. And you already know who it is. It's Kieran, a.k.a. Loki. I don't have an a.k.a. Can you guys give me one? What's mine today? you got a few a.k.a.s. Chief Wiggins. you got a uh, <laughs> No, no, no. No, but I'm... What do you call it? What do you call it? 
Lockdown Kenny is a favourite of mine. Hey, Lockdown Kenny. Yeah, Lockdown <laughs> Kenny still. <laughs> what are you man saying? You cool? Good day there. Yeah. Alright, look. I know we ain't, got, we ain't got much time before our guest comes on. So I want to ask you boys. Oh, why haven't we got much time, Kieran? No, ah. I'm oh, we're doing that. Ah. <laughs> 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 ah. Talk spicy. Talk spicy, yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. <laughs> Say that again, Kay. He was just a guest. He was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, he like, it. was like, he 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 was Hey, come on. Huh? Easter. Hey, come on. <laughs> Sunday, yeah. I bleed that out, man. Trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what's wrong with you, bro? Oh, my God, bro. Trying to put us into contention, oh, man. Man's oh, compromising shit. the thing. <laughs> no, <I wasn't. laughs> no, but seriously, no, Easter weekend was calm, though. Yeah? It was blessed, man. It was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I think the weather on the weekend helped. Nice to link up with, well, not link up, but talk to the fam. Um, yeah, just just nice and relaxed to have a nice long weekend. Sorry, sorry to rub salt into the wind, Kieran, because I know you didn't have one, but um, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kwame? Bro, I was chilling. I watched more Kirby Enthusiasm. You love that I show. Played, right? I played, I played, I love it too much. I played a football manager. And I also like, did some reading, which I was lucky in. I was reading a book by a, a parlor. Oh, like a brother of uh, Miss Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. That's a book. That's a book about, like, is, kind of deep, kind of like... Is but, it like, Strangers? Something, was it? I think I've heard nah, of the book nah, this, title. This, one, this one's basically about, like, a, a history or the timeline of... um. Of, ra- of what do you call... Of racism across, like, the, like... Across, like, the, the British Empire and modern civilization. Wow. So, so uh, do you have the title? Yeah. I don't at the moment actually, but when I do, I'll give it to you. Okay, okay. Sling okay. that over. How was your weekend, Stephen? Yeah, no, it's calm. Um, I was isolating, percolating, <laughs> contemplating. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all, all of that. All what, of what, that. What were you contemplating, uh, my bro? Uh, just when I'm gonna release volume one of that. <sighs> Have you, wow. it have you recorded it? No, no, I have not. <laughs> uh, just, just paying on the notes at the moment. But um, I haven't found my wallet. That's a big concern. Um, it wasn't. It was not anywhere I can think of. Um, I have no method of paying. So, luckily, when was the last time you saw it? When was the last uh, time you physically had your wallet? Exactly a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh fucking hell, Steven. <laughs> but I did take pictures of my card, so hopefully I can get by off that until this whole thing blows over. <laughs> oh, bro! If anyone in this in this, in this quadruple this quartet could use their cards with just a picture, it's probably going to be you. Why do you say that? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm receiving. I'm, I'm receiving <laughs> mail. <laughs> I'm receiving mail. Oh my day! I'm receiving mail at Kwame's address. I know, bro. When I heard that, I was burning. I was like, in London, <laughs> going on here. 
What my sister told me. My, my sister told me that. Oh, by the way, you you, you got a letter about something, and then rather than seeing my name, yeah, it's Stephen's name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Misty so Nigerian, but anyway. <laughs> I'm talking about Nigerians realistically though. I love you. Oh shit. Boys, I reckon, yeah. I reckon we should just wait for um wait for Steph to come on. What to do random question? Yeah, random question and what made you smile, maybe. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's calm. Yeah? Just just carry on talking Mm -hmm. for a bit. Yeah. Oh wait, but but maybe, maybe maybe we should get um Kwame to mm-hmm. introduce that's what it was taking time doing boys he was getting his Number words right notes, yeah. yo Kwame no I wasn't bro yeah <laughs> <laughs> Kwame what was he doing bro everything I want bro and and like, I, I was thinking okay I, I had time because I, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't um, I, I didn't want to pick up the phone during what I was doing I wasn't doing anything mad I was in I was, I was, in, a, I was in a very loud car and then, um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's what you have to like, say, okay. bro. I was like, okay, I've, I've definitely got to laugh because, like, yeah, coming on late. Then, then, like, me being official, I just thought we would speak in the group. But obviously, like, obviously, like, you man, like, Which we did. Them. Well, we did speak in the group. No, as in, like, no one was like, oh, I'm coming in the group now. So I, I wasn't sure if, like, um, Stephen was. was <laughs> Stephen was preparing for Air Max Day, what do you call it, 2027 <laughs> No, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, 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 I said but I'm gonna like, alley you. She... I'm gonna alley you. I'm gonna alley you for you, yeah. You yeah. just put the fucking ball in the basket, yeah. <laughs> bro, I'll do that. Yo, so Kwame. No, 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 do your thing, do your thing. I was Yo, about bro. to do it, fam. <laughs> Yo, fumble door. Uh, you lot, come on, man. Come on, man. Bro, you said my let's name. Let's get this right, man. Yo, Kwame. So obviously, we got a very special guest in the building today. Um, do the honors, please. Tell us who we have, a little bit about her, and why we have her on the show. We have, I'm very excited to announce, we have Steph Seeks, uh, international DJ extraordinaire, one-fourth of Born and Bred, the all-female girl collective, straight out of Peckham. Uh, Steph Seeks is a talented DJ all the way from London, and we thought it would be dope to talk to her and just basically like, gauge how she's keeping busy, because, you know, like she like shuts down gigs on the regular and clubs. Jeez. She wanted to touch base with an old friend of mine, by the way, my dad. She's a great girl, and she wanted to see how she's been living in London and how she's been keeping busy, like during this whole like what do you call it, lockdown madness? Jeez, 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 so, jeez, jeez. That's a straight out of Peckham. That is sick. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh. 
Did you plan that five minutes before? Like, alright, let me just pretend there's some music. Oh my gosh, no! Because I'm making a new mixtape as you speak, you know. Thank you guys for having me. No, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Um, let's kick this off how we always do. Kick it off properly. Um, Steph, usually before you come on the show, we would have done what made you smile. But your friend Kwame was very, very late today, so. We're gonna do it. <laughs> we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it right now. Yeah, of course, man. We're gonna do it right now. Um, and we just want to know what made everybody smile in the last few days, man. Who wants to go first? I can go first. I don't yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, very simple one this week, man. Or over the last few days, it's just like having the long weekend. Having the long weekend because although we've been like working from home, doing this, doing that. It's just been so difficult to disconnect and just do something other than work because when you're when you're at home, now your your house has become your office. Like I just find myself with the laptop open, doing little bits of pieces, and yeah, it was just nice to disconnect, chill upstairs on the roof, get some sun, listen to some music, vibe, and have a one-two chocolate. You know what I mean? So very simple <laughs> one for me. Man. Oh, one-two chocolate. Steve, you know I'm saying. Same. I think for me, same as that. Like, Easter weekend was great. Especially like some lives are popping. So I was on um, DJ P Montana's live. He did like a gospel mix. Oh, is it? Oh, that, that, mm. Yeah, that was actually so good because he played some songs I haven't heard in a while. So yeah, that was oh, refreshing yeah. to hear as well. I've been seeing a lot of different DJ lives and stuff like that, but to hear a gospel one, it was it was yeah. Yeah, I, I, I haven't yeah, heard any, any gospel like DJs sets at all. Mm, yeah, so that you can correct for Easter Sunday is nice. I like it. Yeah, man. What was the number one banger from the mix? Pa- pardon? What was the number one banger from the mix? Oh my gosh, there's too much, but now you're don't you want to You played he played a, a track that um from the soundtrack, honey. Oh, what's that song? You know that song I believe. I believe I I can't sing, I ain't gonna try it, but Low key. What, Stephen? They're Found calling you Fool Kit Wanker, are they? 
and the thing I don't get was there's a guy on there before that had like like a Chelsea headband and the and the t-shirt. I just had the top on with mm-hmm. a flat with a flat. Uh, flat beat cap and then bro you were just some collateral damage man that, that guy yeah. was like the target and then you know you just hopped on straight after like, you were just a victim of the person before you that's all it is mm. yeah no I didn't clock until after after I got off the live as well and then I was just like oh let me just see what everyone was saying and it's just like oh, I bet he's got a shin pad like, <laughs> I was like so, so Charlie Char- Charlie if you're listening to this I'm coming for you I don't care if you're 12 anyone can <laughs> oh wow wow <laughs> So to clarify, um, what made you smile this week was getting roasted by twelve year olds. Yep. And then uh, apart from that, I also discovered some new chocolate. Oh sick. What chocolate? <laughs> yeah. Um I need to look at the brand. I've never seen the brand before. It came in like a special box. Shout out to Mia from our team that sent it to everybody. Uh but yeah, flavors, fam. Flavors. Okay. okay. I was experiencing like a party on my tongue, fam. Oh what okay. okay. We're doing that. Um, yeah, I could go um, similar to what you said. Like the long weekend was nice, and being able to like disconnect and recharge. So um, yeah, I was just doing that, uh, watching a curb enthusiasm, rereading some books, and the book I was talking about earlier, Kieran, was a book called um, Natives by Akala. Yeah, that's, really the one. that's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah that's a really, that's a really good book. And um, yeah, just obviously the usual house party Facebook and um, uh, Facebook. Um, WhatsApp video and uh, FaceTime and then my dad also he he video called me which is always interesting because he's quite an old man and mm. and as you lot might identify with a lot of older relatives can not understand the concept of space and time so whenever they do the video call like it's right on their nose yeah 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 but, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but these times here he, he, he's understanding the concept but the reason why he video called me is because he wanted to show me that he that, that he had like a he had like a a face mask in the spirit oh, wow. in the spirit of Krona, which was oh, also, which also it, it happened to be the same colours as like as a like flag of Ghana. Oh, so, he, he, so 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 he's being safe and patriotic. So I have to set my dad over there. So yeah, he, he's doing well, and, and the family all good. How about you, Keith? Um, very simply, what made me smile this weekend was um, cooking my dinner, bruv. Like. Easter for me is such a sick like period of time or time mm, of the year. True. For me, I, I prefer it more than Christmas, isn't it? And um, I, what did I cook? I cooked like fried fish, fried plantain, fried dumplings, ackee and salt fish, plantain, fries and yeah. peas. Yeah, plantain. They relax over there. Plantain. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I just had what, like... What are you planting? Huh? Huh? Wait, what are you planting, fam? What are you planting? Trust me. Plantain. Trust me. Or are you in the garden? Yeah. Let's not man, do this on man the pod, man. Like on Let's not do this on the pod, please, please. I was trying to, I was trying to tell you what made me smile, and now you made me angry. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, son. Nah, but in, in all honesty, oh, it, it, it was just eating, man. It was just eating, man. Honestly, cooking and eating and having. Do you enjoy to cooking? Yeah, I do, man. I do, I do. I, I cook no, a lot. No, no, he, he, he's a bad boy cook. It's actually quite upsetting and unfair because, like, he's he, he, you know, you don't even break and sweat, and before you know it, you have a you have an authentic like West Indian dish right before your eyes. That's not even breaking sweat. It's true, bro. No, but yeah, was it OGOC? Yeah, yeah, OG onion. Original onion chip. You're dumb, Tony. 
I love it. I love it. We saying that's no. everyone in it. Everyone's yeah, yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. everyone. That's everyone. Yeah. Wavy. Uh, so Steph, normally, yeah, what we do is we have a random question of the week, which is usually made up by me five minutes before I jump on this call. Okay. Um, however, I've, I've put a little bit of thought to this, um, and I thought about ten minutes before the call today. <laughs> so uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit more prepared. Um, so the question for everyone is. If you could live the life of one person, past or present, for a week, who would it be and why? Right. Oh. And I can start off if, it's, if it helps. Yeah, I got you to do your thing. Yeah, yeah you start. Yeah, start off, you know. Yeah, so for me, I was kind of torn between um, two people, yeah. It was either Steve Jobs, just because I feel like his mind was just crazy, like the way he saw the world, the way he approached things, just his overall attitude to, to life and, and, you know, like his his theories and stuff. So it was either him or just someone crazy like Tupac, because I just feel like Tupac had a mad life. Like he just experienced bare stuff. And his whole sort of um, outlook on life was, was, was very unique. Obviously, mad outspoken guy. Yeah. He was all about, um, I felt like he was very misunderstood in a lot of times and Ironically, he found it quite difficult to articulate how he truly felt in, mm. in some situations. So, mm. I think I think there, there's an interesting juxtaposition there of like him being mad expressive, but also not quite being able to express himself in certain situations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, either for me, either Tupac or Steve Jobs, purely because I feel as though they just lived crazy lives, and it would have been so sick to have an insight just for a week as to like how they lived them. So, yeah. Do you know why Hopefully Yaf, that sets the tone. Do you know why Yaf is sick? Go on. Because this is his question, yeah? Then he gets more time to think about it. And then he gives us two answers. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I Man said one person one, and he was just like, like, I'm just going to do two. <laughs> I see what you're doing, buying yourself some time over there, my friend. I'm always trying to buy some time, my G. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be real. I'm, I'm talking about this, but... Um... I don't really, I don't really put, I don't really think like that. I get inspired by people. I'm not, I don't really think of. I'm quite content with what I have. <laughs> mm. Mm. But let's say who inspires me. I don't. Oh, let's say um, like Eartha Kitt, who's like an amazing entertainer, just a smart, intelligent, strong woman, and even Oprah. I say, mm. actually, yeah, I say Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Why open? She's done. She's done so much in her life. I would have loved to, from the color purple, from her show, just being like, open with the show as well. Just experiencing that as a black woman at the the time that it started. Mm. And I don't know and, what she could have gone through in meetings, behind scenes, yeah, like yeah. coming up yeah. with just picking, selecting the artist or whoever's coming on to be interviewed. Mm. Now, as like being so sought after with her book and her work, just everything she's doing, like imagine having so much on your plate, but also oh, just personal life. Yeah, yeah I don't she's know. been in the game for so long, man. Exactly, and she's still going it's, strong. That's yeah. True. <laughs> did you did you not see speaking of Oprah? Oprah, did, did you not see where her husband? Oh, I think he's not actually her husband, but her partner. Uh, yeah, Stedman. Um, was he, he wasn't serious about coronavirus. So Oprah being an Oprah Winfrey and being a boss um, made him like, stay in the guest house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
And they're like, she oh, was like, she, 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 she was video calling him. Like, hey, honey, how are you? <laughs> and everyone's oh. like, yeah. She's actually a boss, you understand? I but you that. know what's funny though, yeah? Oprah's guest house is probably like five times yeah. bigger than a normal yeah. house. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you're chilling in that guest house, That's right. Yeah. But you can have them check the guest house. You're lonely, you're lonely though. So, yeah. Big facts. Not all about yeah. you are. Um, so, yeah, she's a boss. So, I think I think Oprah Winfrey will be... Oh, I'll be. Sick. I like that. I, like I, that. I can go. Yeah? Well, maybe. I'd, I'd go for uh, Muhammad Ali. Nice. Okay. Yeah. What period? Mm-hmm. Um, around, around the time of the, the war in Vietnam. Just to, like, kind mm. of... Because, like... I've never, I never experienced like, like a war, war. You know what I mean? Like here, mm-hmm. kind of like, it's a little bit like playing Call of Duty these days. Like you can do it from afar. Yeah. But, um, but like back then, like to go through that whole uh, rights movement, just to experience what it is now, because I have an idea of what that period of time was like, but I don't know. Yeah. So I'd like to go there and just experience that. And then obviously he was like a, he was like a symbol of hope and change and, and staying in his principles. So I just feel like that time he was in and the impact that he's made would be just really exciting to be, exciting and scary to like, experience that and it probably would shape a lot of my views better yeah. today. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I think it's really interesting to kind of figure out like what time period that you'd want to go and visit those people or be in those people's shoes. Um, and I think yeah. once you start doing that, it starts opening up a, Pandora's box really and truly. So I have I have <laughs> I have um I have two people in mind following on uh Yaf's example. But um maybe Lauren Hill just before she dropped um Miseducation of Lauren Hill, just to be in a studio when that was getting made. Like oh, that for yeah. me is just like one of my favorite albums ever. The musicality in it, like her everyone that put their their pen and and their art into making that album. I just want to would love to be around that. And then the second person, um, <laughs> funnily enough, would be my granddad when he came over to the, to the UK. I just would love to see him. Like, Interesting. Just like one, like what his journey was like. He's told me a few times, but just to experience that and see what it was like for him when he first came over, leaving Jamaica, like seeing England for the first time, like that would be crazy for me. I think. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Queen of the flame. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it. I would say. I would uh, I would just say like Barack Obama. Mm. Okay. Um, and maybe uh, I I wouldn't say like during like um, during time he was president during the eight years. I'll be like maybe like during the last six months of the campaign trail when it was like. It was it was becoming real that he was the actual prospect, and then I remember like I was speaking about myself, and I was calling me again. But I remember waking up, and I was in I was in um, that the day he was elected, and he, I was in Colchester, I was in Essex for uni them times. And we're waking up, and I see this black man on, on the television, and I was like, "Bro, this is big." Do you understand? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, and like, and I during the campaign trial, a lot of people forget that. Like, he he went to Berlin, and it was like, like. Hundreds of thousands of people in like, and I, I'm not sure we'll ever see a time when a, a big country in Europe is making that, that much of a fuss for American president. Mm, true. Like, definitely not now. 
do you understand? But like, can, 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 can you imagine being a man and like knowing that like you have changed history forever? Mm. Um, and and no. like, and you're inspiring people of all colors and all creeds because like, as you know, he like he 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 he, he, he is a he is like um, a varied varied background. But yeah, I would just mm. say like just just the, just the not not power not power in a, a selfish sense, but power in like a inspiring and then hopefully you can empower other people. Like, yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. like, because because don't forget it, it, electing him, but the but the, the campaign slogan was yes we can, mm-hmm. and and we did, and it'll be yeah I, I can imagine it'll be quite nice to to to, to be to be li- 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 living like a what do you call it bo for a little bit. So That's for sick. the first time ever, shout out Barack Obama on our home. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can you can you guys imagine being the person who like came up with the well. Even just concepted, yes, we can. Like it's so simple, yeah, but yeah. so effective. Like it just works yeah. in so many ways. So like, many things like that. I, I really concept. Say again, Kay? No, I was saying there's so many things like that. Most of the things that travel are just like just simple lines. Yeah, like, you think of just do it. Like mm-hmm. yeah, other things just like just a simple line is just so powerful, man. Yes, we can. Yeah, simplicity is. Key. You know what I mean, out of home. Yeah. But well, that's interesting. I think yeah. I think um, it's it's always cool to kind of like get people's perspectives because that's the question where you ask five people and you get five different answers. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it just there's a lot about how you know like how people see things and how they view it. So thanks for playing along this week, guys. Um, Steph, in in this episode, it's not about us; it's about you. Um, so with that, <laughs> don't worry, I'm not about to put you on blast. Um, but with that being said, I think it's nice before we. Um, get into your journey a little bit more just to kind of break the ice by understanding or maybe getting to know two things about you um, that maybe isn't isn't common knowledge to most people. Yeah, that was that. Uh, mm. <laughs> 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 so, you know what? I'm really private as a Scorpio as well. Yeah, like I don't like, I feel like I'm exposing myself too much, but I don't <laughs> say that, um, I don't think you all know that I'm, I'm quite a sensitive person. No, all Scorpios are, man. Huh? I think they know that. All Scorpios are, no? No, but for my personality, like, if you meet me, I feel like, because I'm always, like, pretty outgoing and, like... Mm. Or maybe be, uh, maybe not even just sensitive, like, slightly, like... Oh, like I feel like I've exposed myself, but, like, insecure, you know what I mean? But, yeah, everyone's everyone insecure. Yeah, everyone's no, 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 you don't understand. Sometimes I get... So you remember when um so, someone walk was talking about social anxiety? People didn't believe her. Most people didn't believe yeah. her. Like, why yeah. do you want to sing then if you if you've got social anxiety? Just like yeah, that's my talent. That's my gift. Why can't I do that? And that, you guys understand that people make me nervous. Yeah, <laughs> and I I've, I've gotten that way, even though I've grown up in like entertainment. Like, I started as a dancer, and then TV and film, and then in, in and then events and DJing, but. Yeah, when I go home, yeah, it's a madness in my mind sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's humans, though. That's so natural. I don't. Yeah, yeah. what's been that's the something most, um, to be embraced? I believe. What's been the most embarrassing or awkward situation that you've been in recently? Why would you ask me that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, why would you not? Yeah, I just told you that. I that's like someone saying, I don't, I don't, that's like, oh. this isn't what I found out for. Abort, abort, abort. embarrassing moments. I don't even know what you guys, like, no, 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 no. Harvey's going to hold corner after this. 
Another girl watching was like, oh shit, I can't straighten my hands properly either. Yeah. Maybe I can still be like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I'm I thinking in like, my room, like, Leonardo. Leonardo. <laughs> no, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Well, yeah, no, that's, but, that's my, my... I've exposed myself now. Okay. okay. I, 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 that, 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 that's not spoiled. If, if anything, you, you're definitely going to be the, the like, what do you call chairwoman of the like, straight arm... <laughs> straight arm woman, non-society. There we go. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Okay. What do you call it? Like obviously, like me and you go way back, and I've been I've been privileged to know you for almost twenty years now, which is scary and shows. Wow. I know. Old, yeah. But but like to but to, to to all of our listeners across the world during this time, if you could spend a little bit explaining who you are and what you do in your own words. Um, I am a creative. I right now I work in events as DJ, so I produce and direct events, um, exhibitions, panels, and I'm in a collective called Born and Bred as well. So I'm one fifth yeah. of Born and Bred. So we're all based in um, South East London, Peckham. Where, where, whereabouts exactly? Peckham, yes. Yeah, yes. please wrap it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud, yeah, Peckham, I'm yeah. sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I just do a bunch of different creative things. It's like making content, just working with people. Um, yeah, I started in TV and film. Um, straight after uni, so I, yeah. yeah, and then um, joined Born and Bred in 2014. And from there, I started doing various other things. Really, I was, was, was going to say, um, how long have you been like um, DJing in your like current capacity? Um, God, so I think after so since 2000, like say 2015, yeah, to yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not sure. Not sure if you remember, but one time. Well, this story is funny for two reasons, but there was there was I don't know where we were, but it was it was like someone from I think it was someone from that like college's birthday party, maybe their twenty fifth or twenty fourth. I don't know where we were, but we're in your car, 
I don't know where we were going. Maybe Nando's, unfortunately. But um, yeah. <laughs> and then I've been like, you, you, like you. I, I think these times you still work in the retail, and then you were telling me that, oh, like you, like you, you really wanted to become like a DJ. And after, I think we were talking about a man on Mara. You're like, okay, cool, cool. Any music you get, it's like, just like. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it to me, and I was like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm by no means your last guru or yeah, you know. And I was like, just like, just try, like, like when you do your thing. As long as I've known you, like, you seem to always be into music, whether whether be dancing or or thinking you can sing with the like, what do you call it, like, Tony Erickson, Tony Erickson, Tony Erickson, Tony Erickson, Tony Erickson, Tony it's all love, it's all love. I'm listening. And, like, and honestly now, like, and it's a little bit different for me because, like, I've seen your journey, but, like, yeah. like still from afar, like, but obviously online mostly because we live in different countries now. Mm-hmm. But, like, like to see, like, your growth and, like, and, I, and I've actually had the pleasure of, like, being being at events in Peckham where it's your event and, like, it's, it's like a born and bred rave and you're, like, the main, main headline DJ and shutting it down and it's, and as a friend and as a fellow creative, like it is, it was it's so dope, inspiring to see. So there's a lot of time when you, when you might be on Insta, you got yeah, I got a show in Berlin, red, red, red. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, we we had we had a conversation in your car, and like this is where you are, this is where you are, like some years later. So I'm not sure if you know you're doing, but you were you were manifesting. And also, the, the more funny thing about about, about, that, about that story is that for some reason, every time we would speak, you would always think I was based in Berlin. <laughs> for years you man I know it's so bad it's so bad they'll be like oh so how, how do you like in Berlin I'm like it's nice there I guess but I don't really need it yeah. allow why me why was that I'm dopey sometimes oh my gosh I just know do you know what yeah before this podcast, all oh my days, I told my sister, I was like, yeah, call me from Berlin. I was like, no, I didn't get it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm getting it right. I'm going to get it right. Berlin yeah, party, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then, so so, the, so then, um, what do you call it? When you get your first, when, when you get your first, or let me say next, um, what do you call it? Gig in Amsterdam. Please, please invite the man them, because that'll be love. That'll be love. Oh, mate, I will, for sure. I, I will. I'm going to do a mix dedicated to you guys. I'll do it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think I should do it. We're in quarantine. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that'll be dope. Well, at least a playlist to sign, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm going to do something. With that. But, um, yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. Quick, quickly, let's just go back to the beginning, though. Um, where where was your first rave? Like, where was your first come up? What What was that like? What was it like coming up as a DJ, especially a female DJ in London? What was that like? Okay, the first gig, so I grew up in this, this cafe called Lemons and Peckham, and um, that was actually my, I think, I was, yeah, my first gig. So, I, yeah, I think that's my first gig. Lemons Party and For the Win is in Copeland Park, yeah. It was our, yeah, the year's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the first year party for Lemons. So I played, and I was so nervous. I was like, oh, I asked my friend from Born and Bread Adelaide to play with me, yeah. I was like, okay, let's play together. From there, I got top shots, because someone saw me there, and like, nah, you're sick, let's, and that, yeah, mm. so that was so fun. Like that first gig, I played um, on vinyl, and then I played on virtual DJ too. So I wasn't even, I didn't even have controllers, no decks. I had like, I had yeah, two turntables and my laptop. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Um. Yes, yeah, so I was going back and forth with that, and that was just such a vibe. I'm just, do you know what? Like commenters, I'm always, I'm just, I just love music. So even in a cafe, I was the one that we always play make make playlists, but. 
I always tended to be the one that had to, I had it on lock, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So from there, my boss was like, yeah, you play for for our birthday, isn't it? Play from there, got top shot from that, and then, um, yeah, just took off from there. So it's been a journey. Like, we played like Afro Park, Love Box, um, and there's like sick underground parties too, which I love. Like, I love like yeah, yeah, yeah. parties. That's my thing. No, I I like it all, but study basic parties are the best. Like when people are literally just in the zone, mm. not watching face, they're just like sweaty, eyes closed, singing along, dancing. It's great. So yeah. Um, I got pending. Like what happened? Um, no, I mean you answered the question. <laughs> you're oh, okay, right. good. Just making sure. <laughs> all right, cool. But yeah, that's that. That was uh, the beginning. That's sick. And, um, um, yeah. But well, we... even before that, though, yeah, like I was, gonna, I was sorry, okay, I was gonna say like. How how do you get to that point where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, no, nah, DJing, DJing is for me? Because I'm assuming you were doing a bunch of stuff before that, right? Yeah, before that, I was mainly in film and television. So I worked in okay. um, a television production company and I was doing camera work and directed there. And then, mm. um, but DJ, like, music has always been in the background. So from secondary school, I went to a summer school with Southern Council and I did my first DJ lesson there. I was like the, right. I was the only girl, there's like only one other person. Yeah, one other female there. So from young, I've always been interested in, in it. And my dad used to DJ at parties too um, when I was younger. So, um, yeah, so it's so easy. it was an easy transition for me, you know. I feel okay. like... Yeah, yeah. Because, oh, actually, before that, yeah, I used to work in a record <laughs> shop with Charlie, Charlie Bones, you know, do records on NTS, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, and I used to, yeah, I used to work, I used to work there. And do you know what? I even went there to complain. I went there to tell him, like, you know what? Yeah, you're part of gentrification, you know? Because at that time, it was like, <laughs> I was going like, why are you opening this record shop? In, like, you know, take out space kind of thing. But he ended up being so nice. It's really cool. Um, and we just ended up having really cool discussions, like, together. He's, he's a great guy. So you went um, in there to so hype him? There. Yeah, that's, no, well, not, 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 I wasn't rude, but I just went there to be like, you know, are you from Peckham? Are you a local? Do you know that, you know, locals aren't getting the spaces that they need? So you went in there to G-Check Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you from, fam? <laughs> <laughs> you know this is mom and daddy's say Where your grandma no, say <laughs> You guys are silly. Oh, That's my gosh. No, but at that time, there was a lot going on at that time. So in Peckham, like, everyone was just coming in. It was crazy shit, like... Just one can, you, can you speak about that? Because yeah, like we're all from different parts of London. Like 
me, me and Kieran grew up in Brixton, but then branched out to other sides. So ah, like, when we was living in Brixton, we we definitely knew what the reputation of Peckham was. Let's just say that much. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, are you are you are you born and born and raised in Peckham? Born and bred in Peckham. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Peckham. Okay. So I've seen the shift of like the, just the local shots that you used to know go go in. You don't know where they've gone, and it's just irritating. You know what I mean? Because sometimes they don't even get proper notice or warning. Like yeah. So at that time there was a lot of different pop-ups and um, stores popping up in, um, around Peckham Library on the square. Mm-hmm. And we realised that there was a lot of work happening, like, or they were preparing a lot of works. So then my ears was open and my eyes were open to what was, who was coming in and who was going out. And obviously Charlie was one of the shops that were coming in. So I just wanted to, like, see what it was about. Do you know about the community? Just ask some questions. In the end, he was aware and he wasn't trying to be... He actually ended up... He was living at Peckham at that time. So that kind of, cool. yeah, helped me <laughs> to accept him more. I was like, okay, cool. You're living here. You've got your shop. That's fine. Ended up working there and being there and then working in Leren's, which is another cafe that was kind of birthed out in the gentrification too. But she was giving back to the community. At Leren's, we were giving back to the community. Everyone could like hold events there. You, everyone could put their posters up. Um... Any news you would, any gigs you would hear, you would hear it in Leverage, you would hear anything, and you'll meet people. It was kind of like a work co worker space, actually, when you think about it now, uh, which is really, really cool. I, really, I was really, at that time, yeah, it was a good place to be. A good place to be. So, working there, I do you. Um, I did get to meet a lot more of the locals, um, go to like community meetings, and just be, oh, I did a documentary actually on the change as well, which was which happened. Oh my gosh, so much happened. That's crazy. Yeah, this is <laughs> wow. Like everything's popping up in my head now, so I'm just like trying to say it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Co-Design was a company that was an architecture company, yeah, and they were yeah. working on Peckham Station and. Um, a couple of other spots around Peckham too. So they were like, they had a store at Peckham Library and we happened to just walk past them. They were like asking us these random questions about Peckham and what we, oh no, or what we need in Peckham or something like that. And we asked them like, who else have you asked that? Have you asked any locals basically in Peckham, mm-hmm. like proper locals, not people that have just moved in two years ago, locals that actually mm-hmm. been here a couple, like seven years plus. And they hadn't reached out to no one, like anyone that like lived in Peckham. We're like, what? So from there, I took it upon myself to do a local doc- documentary. I went around Peckham, found local people like my current boss, um, other record stores there, other shop owners, and just locals around the area that I knew had that grew up there. Um, and got their opinion on like the changes that are happening around at the time. We got to pre- um, preview that at Peckham Library. They was like they opened the space up for us. And um, there was a talk there. It was a really cool story, guys. I ramble a little bit. No, no, no. We're with you. We're definitely all ears. That documentary was successful. Everyone, it was really, really cool just getting to show everyone's voice, that everyone got heard, share. So I think that was really fun. That was a born and bred as well. Just having that backup and support of my girls, like all of us have come together, just, yeah, it was a great time. Two months before the was actually so fun. So gone. Do you feel like um, your what you did in, in in TV and production helped with making that documentary? Oh, definitely. I had the resources. <clears throat> I already had the skills from... I, 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 my degree is in digital media and media studies. So 
mm. yeah, I had this, I, I know how to edit a video and even to shoot. And so from that, I have the girls that can do the interviews with Born and Bread, which is great, have that support. Then I have my, my boss as well that gave me her space, which was a cafe to use. So just working in the community helped me um, get everything I need for the documentary, yeah. I, I, I was well-equipped for it, I think. And it was fortunate that I had already been in that community and knew people. Two two things from me. Um, Do you remember what that documentary is called? No, I think it was just niche co-design. Do you know what? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll look for it. All right, all right. And um, you mentioned Born and Bred. Um, Talk about that for a little bit because you mentioned it a couple of times and I know that's your collective. But for our listeners, it'd be great for you to just like break it down, what it is, what you guys do. Um, Yeah. Yeah, born and bred, where we're a bunch of school friends, actually a mix, school friends, god sisters, and sisters. Um, I we know each other since like college and secondary school. Um, we're all based in Peckham, and we got together in 2014, and um, we started doing zines first. So we had like four issues, all sold out. Six zines that we did. We make we do, um, curate panels, um, workshops, exhibitions, and parties. And we also a DJ collective now since like 2016, shall I say, 2019. We became like a DJ collective officially. Um, but yeah, we've done a lot of things in our community. Everything, Born and Bear was birthed out of um, identification. Like coming back from uni and seeing the change. I, I, I went to London Met, so I stayed, in, I stayed in London. But the rest of the girls were out, out of um, London for uni. So coming back and just the shock of, the, you know, gentrification, that sparked Born and Bread. I just had a question actually because um, basically our home for us is kind of how we take the experiences of back home and kind of um, take that into like new areas so it's really interesting saying that how you're almost like the protector or felt that protected about um, your home essentially but now that you've kind of um, as you've gotten older maybe ventured into new places what mm-hmm. of um, Peckham would you say that you've taken out or exported to the places and people that you've seen along the way? Just community, especially with what I do with my events. Like, I, most of my... Uh, so I do a, a wellness um, initiative. It's like a sensory night, a music sensory night that I do. And now it's based in Peckham. I did it in East London before, but I kind of want to keep contributing to Peckham and my community, my local community, as well as serving mm. the rest of, the, you know, of London. Um... Um, but from just working in, and living in Peckham, I feel like there's always been strength and resilience. We're also very flexible, mm. do you know what I mean? We, mm. Even though there's mm. been so many changes from knife crime, from just North Peckham estate days to, to now where we have having like freaking Market Peckham in the middle of Rye Lane. It's crazy. <laughs> and even just the way we school changing, just all the schools, t- yeah, just so much has changed. Um, so you become... Um, like war, adaptable, yeah. yeah, adaptable. Like, um, so I've been like, I feel like I've taken that from mm. the impact and the changes that's happened. Um, and did so you know, did you notice a difference between your friends which had left um, London and mm-hmm. like when they came back? Did you see a difference in them? Did uh, how how was that dynamic? Yeah, I feel you've become um, language kind of changes in a way because of who you've been hanging out with. Yeah. Your yeah, environment. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely know the language change and the lingo and things like that. Um, but 
what I noticed the most was that everyone became much more open-minded mm. because especially just coming from like I went to Notre Dame which is like predominantly like black school you mm. just have your, your your group was just fully actually no I was, I was everywhere so yeah but most people <laughs> your group was probably like black yeah and you go to uni now even when I went to London Met I did I wasn't just around I wasn't just drawn to black people I was actually much more open to just meeting everyone like Mm. It's weird. It's just different. Um, even with music-wise, I became you, you introduced to alternative music more. I came from more of the pop, like cheesy commercial pop, like mm. R&B, um, to more like Kings of Leon, the Slips. Like I started really introduced yeah. like these eighties rock bands because of the people that I was like meeting in uni. So um, I think everyone actually grew, grew, grew better in in Born and Bred, you know. And mm. I, I, I knew I went to school with um, two of them. So the rest, um, the other two ladies, I met in like later on in life, like after uni. Um, so yeah, no, I think more open-minded, definitely more open-minded. Um, lingo and taste might have, might have changed as well. You come back <laughs> maybe don't emo, and you come back a bit more trendy or <laughs> yeah. Or, and the thing that you said that you would never wear, you you're wearing. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. I know my Steph, style. How old was you when you started DJing, though? How old is that? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, eight, 19, 18? I'm say younger than that because, I, like, working in um the record shop just made it more official because I was already playing at like, parties and stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. People say like, "Oh God, now," but that's what. I was doing back before I had the actual controllers and the CBJs, you know? I just find it interesting because there's so many, like, I I personally have a lot of friends who they make it their New Year's resolution to start DJing or, like, especially now in quarantine, there's loads of people who are picking up and just trying to start it as a new hobby. So I'm just mm-hmm. interested in, in the, like, what, what turns it from a hobby to actually something that you're, you want to, you want to pursue as a career? Oh, I always knew I wanted to be a DJ. I, I knew that. I've, I've, I never wanted to be just one thing. And DJ was always on my list, always, from a young girl. Either that or a singer. And as Carmen says, I'm not, I'm not the best singer, so it's <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the same group record, don't worry. So, yeah, DJ in my... I just, that is something that brings me so much joy that um, you don't have to... Do you know what I mean? I don't, not, every, not every gig is paid. Like, I'm... Yeah. It's about the art of it. I love scratching. Mm. I want to. I'm trying to improve my skills. It's not just about pressing one button, like for me. Do you know what I mean? It's it's more than that. It's about a journey, the feeling of the music that you're playing, the order. Like, yeah, you can't just slap on any track because it bangs. Like, what? Get the flow mm. for me. Preach. I'm about, about the flow. Preach. You know what I mean? It's a journey. So. Yeah. It's the art for you, basically. What's yeah, like, definitely. What's like one of the definitely. Um, essential things that a DJ needs to be successful? would you say? The heart for music. Yeah. Because mm. whatever you're doing, like, now I'm noticing there's a lot of multi-genre DJs and I'm noticing that. I, I could say I'm multi-genre, but I could also do a, like a, just an Afrobeat set, a drum bass set, like a dubstep. I can do that. Um, but I feel like a lot of people are doing multi-genre because they're just slapping on music. Like to them, it's not, you, you're shuffling music but with controllers. Mm. It's mm. not, you're not thinking of DJing as an art. You're not trying to create, tell a story. You're not trying to, like, even like radio. So I, I, I'm on NTS and Foundation FM. 
and the people that I follow that are on other stations, they tell a story of their shows, and I really love that. Even if I don't do it, I just love people that select a song because because of this, or there's a theme to mm-hmm. it. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, the substance behind it, man. And also, not all music is um, edifying, too. So, uh, even though I love trap and, and them SoundCloud rappers, um, mm-hmm. every day I'm trying to play because it's not, it doesn't help you <laughs> in any way. Do you know what I mean? Someone that's just all good music for the temporary. Yeah, anyway, let me not go into that. Well, and how would you, how would, because, like, Steph, you. Although, although you're kind of like... Am I know. talking sense, guy, by the way? Because yeah, I don't course, want to hear myself yo. thinking, yeah, I sound like a idiot. <laughs> Trust me, yes, yo, we, we definitely understand you. But okay. I'm, I'm interested because, like, obviously, you know, you, you come to us as a DJ, but I feel as though you have a lot more to you and you, you do a lot more than just DJing. So, like, how, how would you define yourself and how would you kind of, like, talk through your creative process in terms of how you just approach everyday life? Um, one good or bad thing that I've been told about me is that I'm I'm very empathetic, and it's like I think that is maybe something that I put in, that uh, goes into everything I do, just thinking about others and like mm-hmm. put myself in other shoes. If they're hearing this playlist, like how they're gonna feel, like what mood is gonna put them in if they're in another mood. Um, the sensitivity that I have as well, I feel like I just. Music is healing, yeah? Mm-hmm. And um, words are powerful. So even... You have to be careful what you play, do you know what I mean? And how much you play it too, and why you're playing it. Yeah. Um, and I think about that. So when I do play it... That's, I think that's why it takes me long long to make up like mixes and playlists too, because I'm like literally... I can start overthinking the tracks. You go into the intricacies yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, That's interesting. So you know, like, you know, like Ella, um, Ella May's um, album, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like, if you guys heard it, okay, yeah. if you listen to it, it's so, the tracks are great, but then she always has an interlude at the end and it's like, you're literally ruining the flow of the tracks. Yeah. Into the next track. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Those kind of things irritate me. What was your question? I think I've actually lost, lost the question. No, you you you're, you're talking about the, the moods and stuff that music can put you in. Like again, all of us being from London, like one of the biggest debates, particularly over the last couple of years, it's kind of quieting down now. Is the effect that music has on gang culture and, and just like the the, the, the <laughs> negative influence it can have? Like, what's what's your thoughts That's on real. that? How do you? Yeah, like how do you think <clears throat> music can influence people for good or for bad? Oh, definitely. I think it definitely influences people, but I feel like it's also an intelligence that you must have with certain kind of music too. Like, mm. people need to understand that, some, like, it's someone else's story, first of all, so it doesn't mean you should do it too. Like, Jamie, what is his latest track yet? Yeah, 96 of my life. He says, like, oh, um, I was driving to uni from, what did you say? I was driving to uni from 2000 and... 13 with no license or something like that yeah and he goes like don't copy me and when I, when I, when I wanted to say don't copy me I said yes Jamie some people need to know don't copy me because it's so stupid when I listen to music like some people will think that oh you chose uni no license it's cool like no it's not cool it's against the law so like think of your brain uh, I, yeah I just feel like it can be dangerous and I feel like uh, even, this is why I miss watershed understand because certain things need to be played after a certain time for a certain kind of mm. people. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's yeah. why we have like adult swim. It's not it's not during the day, like maybe now on Sky or whatever. But back in the day there's certain things that played at a certain time because only a certain type of people or 
age group would be able to understand it and digest it properly. That's a good point. Ethically, <laughs> No, yeah, no, it's not interesting. There's too much freedom now. Even like there's some like even oh my gosh, last month, yeah, I played um Jarvel and Shotty um mesmerized. Why did I only realise that the girl was um spelling fellatio um at the beginning <laughs> of, the, of the video? And I was like, yeah, all this all <laughs> these years all these years she's spelling that and I was like, Huh? Revelation, I didn't know that. Break it down no. for us, please. <laughs> no, that's the word, right? Let me find the video because I literally, I was in shock, mate. No, but, was, like, but who is spelling what and how? She said, F- oh, wait, wait, let me find it. I'm going to get that it. That is a. Oh, by the way, shout out to those birds in the background, boy. They have been singing. Oh, I'm in the garden. <laughs> oh, seriously, I'm trying to get as much as I can, you know. Living, living, living. Them birds are chirping away, boy. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Do you hear that? I did hear oh, that. Shit. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. So, so at, at, at um, a certain age, you're gonna, it's going to go over your head, isn't it? Like, it went over my head. And mm-hmm. because of my Christian background, I didn't know any of those words. Like, so now as a, at my age, I'm like, oh my gosh, they were saying it the whole time. But if you were maybe 18 up, you would get it. If you were younger, you, you're not going to get it. So certain things, just even with drill, with rap, with certain kind of hip-hop, um... It's about the, your age and your emotional and, and um, mm, mm. agent. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. <laughs> what do you guys think? You know, do, what do you agree or? Because um, some people really can't. Take, they haven't got the mental stability to take certain tracks. Because especially when you, if you say when you break up with someone, okay, relationships. There's so many songs for different types of moods and relationships and, and times in relationships yeah. Yeah? yeah so when you pick up someone you have that song that you can play on repeat and it's because you resonate with that song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it can either just sit there as, as you resonate a bit or it can heighten your emotions mm-hmm. and make you feel like doing something else from mm-hmm. there same thing with drawing what i thought is with drawing certain kind of rap music that certain people shouldn't oh, it's hard it's very hard you can't really regulate it you know uh-huh. <laughs> i think you hit the nail on the head though it's emotion, right? Like, and yeah. about humans, every every human has emotion, mm-hmm. and every every emotion can be struck in it through like in a different way. Yeah. And so, one song might move someone in a completely different way that moves someone else because everyone has different experiences. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's very relative. And also, relative. your environment and state as well, because like, if you're on drugs and listen to certain music, it's going to heighten. You know what I mean? It's just going to change yeah, your yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. It would be different. So. It just depends on what you want in life. To be fair, but I still believe in age restrictions, man. Like certain kids, mm. kids should not be hearing certain kind of songs. Like they should mm. listen to it. In my opinion, that's mad interesting. I'm not talking about that. to no trap like that. Like certain songs, like. Mm-mm. Like, that's what you think. There'll be a link up TV behind closed doors, boy. No, 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 no,
the being at school or whatever, they're gonna pick pick that up from me. Fair whatever. enough, but I'm gonna. But then this is when you explain things to them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. our parents are saying, "Don't do it because why the long tail?" Like, what do you mean? You explain why oh you feel like. <laughs> you feel them? Yeah. Nah, I, I just I was I've had a conversation a few times about like how like black parents would just explain things or not explain things, and the way they would they would what, just tell you to it. do it, like. Because I said so. But that doesn't help anything. Yeah. Does it? <laughs> it doesn't help anything. You know what I mean? You just try to explain to a child why your children live in bed and feel like it's not at this age. They might wait. Some might still might go behind your back and go and do it. But mm. others might say, you know what? I'll wait. And I, I don't know my parents. And they told me certain things. I'd be like, do you know what? Cool. Yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. A, it wasn't a big deal. Mm. So, yeah. um, when you should be very secretive and bare locking doors and that's when the kids start doing the madness. Trust so, me. What? Well, yeah. Do you, do you think there's like a, a opportunity to like learn about it in school? Because when I think of it, like music's an art form, and I was learning reading like that of mice and men and like mm-hmm. classical music. But like even just having someone that has uh, music from the streets, you can identify with, and then having someone break it down because like music's also like storytelling. But yeah, having someone exactly. that can like break break it down and just educate, like, like cool, this is actually what he's meaning to say. This is what he's trying to communicate, and just yeah. educating people on that because like. Yeah, the questions, yeah. When I look at what I was learning in, in uh, music in school, like it really wasn't reflecting mm. like uh, my culture at all or kind mm. of like what I was listening to. But like if maybe it had been like a class or something where I could get more into tune with that and have someone that would be able to maybe guide me through it, then maybe that would help me make better judgments in That's terms really of what I interpret music. Really in school. Okay, you know that film with Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Dangerous Minds? And she's yeah. um she breaks yeah. down Bob Dylan's track and the Bob Dylan yeah. song and compares it to other poets. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that's definitely possible. And I think that makes a huge difference in the way people and kids digest music for sure. Even showing them scenarios that happens after uh, certain music is, is uploaded, is is you know. So, I, I, so I, I actually have a story about like language and that's a great question even about language education. I remember ironically enough, I did um, English language and linguistics in college. And I, I I wasn't finding like it like it, it wasn't coming it wasn't coming like it wasn't coming like what do you call it naturally to me it was, it was very technical and mm. I just wanted to maybe speak about more like the emotive side of whatnot but then I remember like in one of my favorite essays I did and, and like I believe I, I scored quite well like everyone was talking about different mediums and I chose <laughs> and I chose and I chose that I chose that Lil Wayne um the, the Carter Two album review and like it it, 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 it wasn't a review per se of um, how great the album which I thought it was. It was more just like how 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 he's using language as a tool. You understand? Mm. Yeah. And like and like my, um, my 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 teacher Mr Mr Clayton, he he was like, yeah, like he he doesn't he doesn't really like Lil Wayne's music, but he he likes the points I'm presenting. And like even from that age I was like, yeah, like this is this is this is deeper than like a three minute song. Like yeah. there's meaning. Yeah. There's a yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a life there's a, there's a whole different, and then and and now now a lot of people know there's a whole different language or a world. Like genius has helped people understand. Oh my god, I'm literally gonna say genius. Oh my god, mm. I love that synergy, synergy alignment. But it's, but it's like and it like it's it's so it's so emotive and it's so important. And but like it really can just take take you to a whole di- a different universe per se. So um, no, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I think it's a unique course, definitely. Not just it, that's a, it's a uni course or, yeah, college thing. It should be, yeah, the same way we study um, RE, you know, just learning mm. other people's religions. And then you open your mind, you have different perspectives. 
um, yeah, I feel like you become more kinder too um, when you. But I, I, teacher, I'm sure. Like, and when you heard Lil Wayne, you kind of saw it from a different angle, a different Yeah. Yeah, that's no, true. Yeah. Mm. Um, Steph, we've covered your journey up until now, so I want to focus on like the present time. And I'm just curious, how are you coping with this lockdown? Because I feel like I'm doing 25 to life, and I'm really, really, really? connecting with like uh, Acon locked up. I'm really connecting that song <laughs> in a different way. How are you coping? Though? I am actually. I feel bad because I'm actually. I'm fine. I'm a homebody, so if I'm not DJing, I'm at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm actually good, and I feel like I'm blessed because of where I live. Like I'm that like, literally right by the park. So and I have a dog, so I have a speed to go for a walk. <laughs> Name your dog. Milo. How do you spell it? <laughs> Why are you asking me that for? Question. Please don't. No, sorry, I don't trust you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Okay, M-I-L-O. Yes. Was it inspired? What? <laughs> was it inspired by the drink? <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Yeah, because you oh, start, you got him, yeah. That is a great... That, oh, then... then what, 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 thank you very much. I've heard no, so many people pronounce that Milo, though. Yeah, uh, no, I'm thinking yeah, Milo. Yeah, Milo. Yeah, Milo. Ooh, 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 okay. Speaking of pronunciation... No, come on, Steph, you are from Sierra Leone, correct? Yeah. And you have had... No, wait. So... <laughs> oh, gosh. So, it's gosh, that's um, a German. Plantain or plantain? Oh, plantain, yeah. Oh, Bro, oh we spoke God. about this earlier. Oh, Why are you bringing it up now? Yeah. Come on, yes. What are you playing? I can't be Thank bored. you very much. You're not going on like, Steph is some, like, she's on the, the board of advisory for food or something. No, she, she is. She is. She, she, you're moving like her. You know. Well, it is. It is. It's a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but, uh, and then also, and also, Ghanaian Jalof or Nigerian Jalof. Oh, you know what? I actually don't know, you know, eh? This is a very diplomatic answer. Yeah, bro. Neutral, neutral. Very, neutral. very, very diplomatic answer. <laughs> I'm going to all the barbecues after quarantine, so. <laughs> Trust me. People <laughs> <laughs> sweet, innit? Oh, shit. Um, of quarantine, yeah. How are you... Um... Oh, yeah, how am I doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. No, no, but like, how, how is it for you as a DJ, like? Because we've obviously seen... Loads oh. of different versions of people trying to cope with what's going on. Like, how have you found it? What have you been trying to do? Okay, right. Well, like today, I've been organising myself. So I'm, I'm gig wise. Obviously, we know that's not happening. So the only thing is, like, either your mixes and playlists is what I'm trying to do, just to keep your brand out there, and um, mm. also just stay active. You know what I mean? Stay, stay on it. Like, mm. if you're a DJ now, I feel like trying to hone your skills. If you learn to scratch or learn to do other fun things on the CDJs or the controllers, whatever you're using. Mm. Um, this is a perfect time to do that. Like, I'm seeing free online courses that I've joined. Um, okay. Yeah, and other than, I'm not even just focused on DJing because, like I said, I do events and other stuff with Born and Bread. So I'm just working on Adobe tutorials right now. Sick. Um, Sick. I've got my friends and I show me about just so I can like, try and do beats. Like, I'm just trying to do things that I always say oh, I'm going to do and I just need to do them now. But I'm, yeah. I'm back again, I'm reading Shoe Dog again, 
Because I just want to get inspired again, do you know what I mean? And just, um, and not procrastinate just because we have the time. Because mm. I, like, I'm a homebody already, so um, I, I'm, and I'm freelance. So um, if I'm not, as a, if I'm not working as a TA, I'm working from home or the, the office at Beckham. Um, so the struggle for me is right now is having family here working from home too, yeah. and um, finding that space and just that yeah, mindset. I know the struggle. Yeah, you know I mean, just stay focused. You're home alone as a right. You have your, you can kind of organize your mind, but when everyone's around you moving and doing their own thing, it's quite distracting. So I think my challenge yeah. is like staying focused on one task at a time. Oh, yeah, and, and slowing down. That's my thing. Mm, okay. Slow in one thing at a time. Because I am such a big, I'm an overthinker and I'm, I'm, I, can, I can get quite angsty most times because I, I have so many ideas in my head and I know I've got a couple, I, have, I always have a tick list, I always have a checklist. Okay. I don't think I should anymore. I feel like I'm trying to figure out a different way of to do. <laughs> Just sort of my but how are you? How are you? How are you um, finding that process of slowing down? Like, are you doing anything like consciously to try and do that? Yeah. Or Little things, just become more aware. So even when you close the fridge, like, you know when you close the fridge sometimes it's just like, Ching! like it's just too, just too much noise. You can't <laughs> see that there. Wow. Or even like, <laughs> even eating, actually chewing your food and swallowing, not just like gulping your food down, like enjoying the meal. Because mm, yeah. I feel like before quarantine, me and like Bully were just talking about like before quarantine, everyone's literally going like 100 miles per hour just going to meetings, DJ gigs, um, meet-ups, parties, you know, I mean, just, yeah, just mad things. And I feel like um, your eating becomes the same way. You just start rushing your food. So I was learning to, like, slow down when I'm eating. And this become more reflective of just my actions, you know, mm. became more aware. So. Uh, we were discussing uh, with Kieran, actually, that um, just whether we felt that we were on the cusp of, like, a big shift where the power... Or, or DJs will be kind of highlighted differently when we look at through like music history because I was referencing to uh, Kieran I was watching like there's some hip-hop documentary on Netflix which just you see that how music has changed over time and based off circumstance and how it's adapted and then uh, you touched on it earlier just saying that now everybody's hitting up uh, DJs have become even more relevant they were relevant before but like even more so now like do you feel like this is going to be a shift or something that's going to be long lasting after this period or do you think it's just like a, a, a phase and that once we're out, we'll get over it? No, I don't think, people, I don't think it's going to fizz out too quick. I think like um, the real digits will last. You see it now anyway, or just like the ones that do their lives now and how many people actually tune into whose lives um, because of who takes it seriously and who's got accolades and who's got... Long, like who... I don't know. It's, it's a hard... That's a hard one to my, figure out. I think, um, I think my point was that like... In given the given the time period that we're in now, like DJs are really showing out because they're being able to provide entertainment for their audiences. Whereas you might be yeah. looking at your favorite artist, and for them to go on live, that might be career suicidal. So, what you might see is just seeing that like DJs are just like coming through and showing out, showing up, and people are giving them a lot more respect than potentially what they were before. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Can. No, sorry. I was just saying, I feel like DJs have always been tastemakers, right? Like, yeah. they say, this is cool, this isn't so cool, or this is up and coming. But I think now, because everyone is kind of, like you said, Kieran, like, paying attention to these people yeah. and 
they have a lot more eyeballs on them that that influence is growing as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's that? Do you think it's because that's your circle? That's who you follow there? Because I, I obviously follow a lot of DJs because I'm a DJ. I don't know, like, it's just like when with um, Brexit, you, know, you thought everyone's going to vote a certain way, but then it's because that's, that's who you follow, like your circle. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, so, yes and no. Yeah, but, yes and no, I think. Yeah, because yeah. Like, even if you look at, for instance, like, this is someone big, like, but DJ D Nice, everyone was talking about mm-hmm. him like two weeks ago because of his his IG live. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you didn't know about mm-hmm. DJ D Nice, you wouldn't know about DJ D Nice. If you didn't know about certain DJs, you wouldn't know. But because people are looking for entertainment right now, definitely on like a Friday, Saturday, and maybe a Sunday, they're just like, okay, who mm-hmm. who is it? Like, and they might tap into someone else. Are you guys doing that? Are you guys are you guys watching DJs like lives? I've watched one or two, but uh, I'm not watching like. We- some of us are watching other lives. You're not searching for, are you? Are you searching, are you searching for DJs? Like, no, on the, on the no, weekend, no. Like, no, but okay. when, if, some, if I see someone, if I see someone's playing and I'll be like, ah, oh, and it caught me at a good time, then I'll put it on for a little bit. Yeah. But also, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, like, to add another complexity to that, could you consider someone like Tory Lanez playing the role of a DJ in what quarantine radio is? Because he's not actually performing or doing anything. Like, yeah, there's the twerk of fun and all of that stuff, but he's more just like hyping things up He's playing a one-two yeah, rhythm. He's more of a host. He's showing his hosting skills. Yeah, he's yeah, a facilitator. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a facilitator. Yeah, yeah. So he'd be great. Like, he could, he, he could open up for someone. He can be there on the stage with another DJ, like, hype on the crowd up. Mm. You know, like, I am next. Like, mm. He can, yeah, he, he's showing that side for sure. He's definitely entertaining. He's proven himself for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just think that field is mad interest in them. So good. But, um, no, do you know what? When you, when you, uh, now you, yeah, I, I do feel like DJs have upper hand right now in, mm. on social media because they can, they can entertain people and literally, because there's times when I literally have a DJ on my phone, like, um, Jules, like the other day, and I'm just going on my business where he's just playing for me, you know, like, <laughs> do you know what the most exciting thing is? Um, is a lot of people are picking this up now for the first time as a hobby and then you know you never know like the amount of people that are picking up and trying this out now it might give birth to like a completely new sound that um, someone just got got inspired from just from this period of time so I'm I'm really um, I'm really looking forward to seeing you know once we're out of this you know who's going to have that story like yeah I should just pick this up yeah I agree actually and even better lineups because now you're going to see new New names, I feel, because mm. they're yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah, definitely, yeah. even my, I'm watching, um, I'm looking for new artists as well because I obviously my my night. So, yeah, I actually agree. I think um, DJs are in a great position right now. Mm-hmm. They are. Yo, even with playlists, because a lot of brands are going to be watching um, people that are making playlists too because um, they, they need it for curation. They need more creators. They need um, new sound. There's so much Oh, it's popping up with new things. Like even like Oscar popped up his uh, his new track today. Who's yeah. that? Oscar World Peace. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Yeah, you're right. Do you know what? I change my mind. Like I feel like yeah, <laughs> it's a great type of DJs right now. Well, do you know what? Maybe because I'm not uh, I'm not the one like on live like as a DJ. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I'm not seeing it the way I didn't see that before. Well, we're all looking forward to the time when we can leave and go outside and enjoy life as it's supposed to be intended for us. But um, you mentioned that when you leave, you want to get into all of the barbecues. But what is that one thing that you want to do once this is all over? Um, yeah, I have a good, a really good gig. Or uh, No, actually, no. The first, the first, 
this is I'm talking I'm talking about later on. So after quarantine's over, I'm waiting for a bit. And then I'm going outside. Why are you waiting? I don't believe that. <laughs> no, wait. What do you mean? I, I want to know, I wanna know her reasoning. Would you wait for the, 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 the 40s to happen and then get the next iPhone? Yeah. <laughs> you don't get the first, the first batch of anything, mate. Even when you go to shop. I am going straight in there. I don't care how 40 what? the iPhone is. I am purchasing where. Have you watched Contention yet? Contention no. or Contagion? Okay. Oh, did I say it wrong? Um, you don't know. Depends on what you're talking about. The film with, um, with um, about the virus. With, oh, yeah, uh, contagion, oh. contagion. Contagion, contagion. contagion yeah. I mean, my, my bad. Um, oh, yeah. You should watch it, yeah. Mate, the way this... Yeah, just watch yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bruv. Say too much. <laughs> 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 but when I do go outside, I'm probably going to go for a really good meal and with a really good friend, with my close friends or... um. Maybe, yeah, a good gig. Hopefully there'll be someone performing. Sick, sick, sick. What are you guys? What are you going to do? Oh, Lord. Oh, we're going to have the crazy time. I can tell you that much. Well, I don't know, man, but it has to involve people en masse. When I say mass, I don't mean like bare people, but like... Maybe fifty. <laughs> we need to have another house you know party, what? man. Yeah, we need. To I just want to feel the vibe of people, like you know, you know when you're Ooh, surrounded by people who are just having a good time, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just good energy. Like I just haven't felt that in so long. Trust me, and bro. you can get from multiple things, whether that's a sporting event, club, whatever. Like, I just want to feel collective mean, energy yeah, again. Yeah, I get you. Me, so, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> for, for for me, it's like. Um, because we might be getting out. Um, <laughs> I sound like I'm on like death row. Might be getting out in like <laughs> with good behaviour. Might be getting out in uh, June, and then my birthday is like mid June. So then selfish as if you lot gonna, aren't going to be invited. You're all going to turn up, <laughs> but at least we'll have we'll have we we'll have a date to look forward to. So save the date. Stuff over Yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. Well, Optimistic Oli here, fam. <laughs> <laughs> right, Steph, it's been great to have you on the show, man. Oh, man. You're very funny, though. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. I hope I, I, hope I, made, yeah, I, hope I made sense. Um, you made too much, trust me. Yeah, trust me. No, it's great to have you guys, though. Like, honestly, we should definitely do it again, maybe in person, though. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Dope, man. Yes. And that, and and I had an idea. Maybe next year in, in next year in Amsterdam and London, we can have some kind of born and bred. Um, what do you call it? Born and bred, born and bred, out of home workshop. Oh, Lord have mercy! That'll be something. We can do something. We can do something. We can spending. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure, Look. man. Like, definitely, you guys can show me around the other side of Amsterdam. Because obviously, if, when we go to Amsterdam, we just go to the same spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't no, worry. We, we, I want to I go to some special, some cool clubs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but, like, but, like, this, 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 Oh, well, it's my head. Did it go over my head? Yeah. Yeah, because my small. small. That's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go now. <laughs> before, right, before you go, let me just sign off. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening yeah. to the Out of Home podcast with your boys, Kieran, Yaf, <laughs> Stephen, Kwame, and the one and only Steph Six. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You London boys are crazy. All right, come on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.